Welcome to the Empower 21 Leadership Podcast. My name is Caleb Worley. I'm the Executive Director of Empower 21. And today we're joined by our special guest, Dr. George Wood. Now, Dr. Wood is a former General Superintendent of the Assemblies of God, now serves as the uh, director on the Global Assemblies of God and the World Assemblies Fellowship. So many different aspects of his leadership and his life and ministry that have impacted literally the globe. And so we're honored and excited to be joined by Dr. Wood today. Dr. Wood, thanks for joining thanks, us Caleb. today. We're so glad to have you here. Good to be here with you. You know, as we've been talking and interviewing different guests, we wanna to get to know a little bit about your life and your ministry. So maybe take us back a few years and share, how did you get involved in ministry? What was that like in the early years? I'm the son of missionary parents to China and Tibet. So some of my early years were spent uh, pre-1949 on the China-Tibetan border. Uh, afterward, my mom and dad came home and pastored churches and did evangelism. And so all my life I've been part of the church and felt a call to vocational ministry when I was 10 years of age and uh, ultimately prepared for that uh, educationally and a uh, lot of other ways and pastored a wonderful church in California for 17 years and uh, ultimately uh, was elected to general counsel some of the God office I was general secretary for 14 years general mm -hmm. superintendent for wow. 10 so been a kind of a long trajectory yeah but I'm only 49, it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, another title uh, that we didn't introduce that I wanna introduce is that you're also the global co-chair for Empower 21. You've been doing that now for several years and I've watched your leadership and your example in that and helping really push the movement forward. Uh, share with uh, those that are listening a little bit about Empower 21 because some of our listeners are new to Empower 21. So share a little bit on your understanding, just kind of what does Empower 21 uh, look like today in the world? Well, Empower 21 has brought together the, a network of charismatic and Pentecostal leaders from uh, both uh, denominational and non-denominational yeah. backgrounds all across the world really provided a wonderful network for association. Uh, every five years, we have um, a worldwide global Congress, and uh, every year there is somewhere a regional Congress. Uh, for example, in uh, 2019, uh, we're in Colombia for the Latin America yeah. Congress, and in 2020, we'll be in Jerusalem for the global Congress. and. Uh, We've just sensed a wonderful pulling together of this uh, dynamically growing part of the body of yeah. Christ, which is the charismatic Pentecostal component. That's amazing. And you know, as some of the statistics have been coming out, I know through Empower 21, uh, we like to look at the data and, and the trends and what we've seen. I know I've heard in the meetings that now it's estimated over almost 700 million spirit-filled uh, believers on the planet today. I think that's amazing. It you is know, amazing. You know, when people ask about Empower 21, I think one of the most uh, important things is the unity. Would you say that that's really uh, an important aspect? Oh, absolutely. Uh, sometimes uh, in the history of the Pentecostal charismatic movements, uh, persons have uh, either divided by um, their way of doing church governance or by some elements of doctrine or by some personality issues. Yeah. But what Empower 21 is sought to bridge all of those to bring us together around really core values. Uh, and one of the uh, couple of the really core values are is that by the year 2033, every person on planet Earth will have an opportunity to uh, hear the good news of Jesus Christ and make a, res uh, a response. 
And another one of our core values is to advance uh, the Spirit-empowered life, yeah. which comes through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives. That's so amazing because it encompasses unity, it encompasses the next generation, the Holy Spirit, and really the Great Commission. And what you're sharing about 2033, that's something that no one individual or denomination could do by themselves. Well, that's correct. 2033, we selected that date because it would mark the 2000th year since uh, the resurrection of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, mm. uh, as described in the book of Acts, Acts chapter yeah. 2. And so spirit empowerment is um, absolutely a Siamese twin to evangelism. I mean, they, they go hand in hand. You don't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. So that's why the focus on everyone having a chance to hear in these next years as we lead up to 2033. We realize that's a daunting task, yeah. but uh, given the growth of uh, the uh, faithful body of Christ around the world, we, uh, we can believe that will happen. Wow. Well, Dr. Wood, we honor you and your commitment to the Spirit-Empowered Movement globally. And as a leader, I think you've probably learned so many things uh, over the history of your life. As people are listening to this today, uh, this is a leadership podcast. What have you learned in leadership? Maybe one or two key things that would be helpful for young leaders and ministers that might be listening today to this podcast. Well, one of the things I learned as a young pastor was a, a phrase prayed over me when the, our church was very small. It was simply this, Lord, help them to lay foundations that are strong enough to bear the weight you will later place on them. And as I look wow. around the world today, there are countries and regions of the world where there are great harvest, there's great harvesting going on spiritually, mm -hmm. but there are also many regions of the world where there's still the, very much the sowing stage. And I've been in both parts, and I want to, I especially have a heart for the sowers yeah. who have not yet seen the kind of results that are seen in other parts of the world. And my encouragement is stay faithful. Um, I think of my parents' work in Northwest China, where when we left in 1949, the church was about 200 people. Today, it's over 15,000. Wow. Or in Africa, where in 1939, 80 years ago, the Assemblies of God had 13,000 believers, and today over 19 million just in the Assemblies of God Fellowship. It, it, it is just a day by day, month, week by week, month by month, year by year, faithfulness uh, to what God has called you to do. and. Um, uh, if we sow, uh, it's the Lord who gives the increase. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest testimonies that I've seen in your life and in ministry is that consistency. And I, what I hear saying is that through the seasons, you know, there's a sowing season and there's a reaping season. And at the same time, there, there could be adversity that we go through. And not only do we need to learn from that, but we need to know how to get out of that. What would you say has been a key for you in uh, going through some adverse seasons as a leader that's helped you to get beyond uh, that adversity? Well, I think the last half of Romans chapter 8 has a, a, been for me a great strength in walking through adversity where Paul articulates four things uh, to focus on. One is the uh, the glory will outseed the groaning. Um, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is helping. God is working for the good, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. Yeah. I personally, about uh, several decades ago, went through a time of uh, substantial depression, which is kind of un unusual. And I found that uh, journaling through the Psalms uh, and uh, letting the Psalms speak emotionally mm. uh, was important. In fact, I wrote a book called A Psalm in Your Heart, which is 
been used by many as a daily devotion, especially for those that are going through hurting seasons yeah. uh, in in their life. So, you know, you 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 just um, when you're when you're going through tough times, uh, try to remember a phrase that says, uh, "Tough times don't last, but tough people do." So <laughs> you keep you keep plodding on. And when you're tough, you know, it seems like you can just get through a lot of things. Now, as the general superintendent in all of those years, you probably encountered some tough situations and difficulties, but your life is a testimony how that you stick through that, you fight through it, and really you see God on the other side. What do you see uh, on the horizon now that you've been in this quite a while? What do you see, what's the future look like for the church and for the Spirit Empowered Movement globally? Well, I think uh, it, it's very bright. Uh, recognize that uh, there are aspects of the uh, Christian family that are in decline, mm -hmm. and almost all of those who are in decline have abandoned fidelity to the authority of Scripture or the mm -hmm. present-day empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Wow. The growing uh, tribe within uh, Christendom uh, are those who are anchored in God's Word and, uh, and, and seeking the empowerment of God's spirit. That's why the Empower 21 movement is so very vital. And I see for that a, a bright future. I, I, th I think on the horizon, we have twin developments that are happening. Uh, this gospel will be preached in all the world, but at the same time, uh, there will be increasing marginalization mm. and persecution. And it depends upon the country and the culture where you're at. Even in the West, like in America, we are, we are facing increasing attempts to marginalize uh, Christians for uh, their beliefs uh, in Jesus Christ being the one and only way yeah. to salvation and also our stand on uh, sexual morality. So mm -hmm. that, that is an issue that when I was a child, we didn't have to face, but the church is facing today and the church is gonna be, have to be called to fidelity in the midst of external opposition. So while there is that external marginalization, discrimination, or in many countries, outright persecution. I think I read a report just this morning, in fact, that over 4,000 Christians mm. were martyred this past year. Oh my. So there, there, there is tremendous hostility, uh, governmentally, culturally, in many segments of the world to the gospel, but at the same time, uh, the gospel is unstoppable. Yeah. It will continue to penetrate. That's right. You know, Jesus, when he made that promise, he was going to build the church. He's fulfilling his promise. Now he needs us to do our part. Absolutely. We're his hands and his feet. Absolutely. So we can't sit back. And that's what I love about your example is you you keep pressing forward. doesn't matter the season, the title, uh, the focus, you're going to press yeah. forward. Now let's shift gears a bit uh, and talk to me about Jerusalem, because we have a, a great Congress coming up in 2020, uh, the week of Pentecost in Jerusalem, where we're celebrating with, uh, we believe over 10,000 pastors and leaders are going to join us there in the Holy Land. Um, maybe take us back to your first time to Israel. What did that experience do for you? And for someone who may be listening, maybe has never gone to Israel, why would you encourage them to take this pilgrimage to go to Israel and see what God is doing? The American uh, writer Mark Twain called Israel the fifth gospel, the Holy mm. Land the fifth gospel. And in, in a sense, having been there almost 50 times, I would have to agree with that because being in the land pops the Bible out in a very dramatic 3D fashion. Uh, you're actually standing in the places that you've read about and 
you realize the historical accuracy of the biblical text, uh, whether you're in Jerusalem or Jericho or in Galilee, um, it's, it's, a, it's an incredibly enriching experience. And I've, I've led tours over the last, what, almost 40 years, and I've never had a person say to me, oh, I'm so sorry I went. Wow. Everyone has said, this, this has so dramatically mm -hmm. increased my understanding of the scripture. And pastors have said to me, oh, I wish I'd have done this when I was younger. Mm. And of course, any age, I encourage ministers or lay people to go, but I'd say the quicker you can go when you're young, the better context it will give you for your personal devotions, for your ability to share scripture, yeah. for your ability to proclaim scripture. There's just something about the solidity and the dimensionality of being in the land that helps anchor your faith. Wow, that is so good. And if you're listening to this podcast today, I wanna to encourage you just like Dr. Woods said, uh, that you can go to Jerusalem2020.com, get more information on what we're doing. Uh, Dr. Wood, would you pray for those that are listening today? We don't know what their situation is, what they're going through, but why don't you just speak a, a prayer blessing over those that are listening to us today? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence in our lives, and we believe that in every situation, you are working for good. I pray especially for those who are going through seasons of stress and trial and discouragement, that you would encourage them today, that you are not finished with them, that your good work is not only continuing, but in some instances has just begun. We thank you for the empowerment you give us through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And we pray that you will continue to do the immeasurable more than all we can ask or imagine through your spirit that abides in us. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Dr. Wood, thank you so thank much you. Thanks, for joining David. us today. And for those of you that are listening or watching this, I want to encourage you, you can get more information about Empowered 21 at Empowered21.com or just find us on social media at Empowered 21. And we would love to see you at our next event in Jerusalem or one of our other regional gatherings. And just come and see what God is doing all around the world through the Spirit Empowered Movement. God bless you.